last time on Join the Party. Wyvern recapped what happened at the underwater base while the LT3 faced off against Gutenberg. January was extremely on edge. Emily Slaughter snapped, and the sommelier and tough stuff broke the kidnapped out. But Carmen shakes everyone out of the reverie of the story to remind us that, uh, you know, shit's happening, and a whole lot of reporters are outside. Live from Lake Town City, it's Saturday night! Let's get the party started. As you three pull on your spare costumes that you have at Dr. Morrow's place, you hear that there's like low rumbling of lots of people outside of the door. You step to the front of the house and Carmen slips by you and she's like, everyone just settle down! (laughs) So the door closes behind her and you're at the front of the house in front of Dr. Morrow's big doors that you remember walking into more than a year ago at this point. You hear behind you, It's funny now that I quit. I think that we've hit the big time. And you turn around and Dr. Morrow is carrying January in her arms. She has like changed into the science outfit that she has, which is like whatever jeans she can have her hands on. And like, like your mom wearing a shirt that she only uses for painting. And you remember, and she was wearing like another lab coat before and goggles. And she doesn't have that. It's just the outfit. And January is in like a sleeping set that you would give to a teddy bear like it's light blue with white piping and a little sleeping hat oh so cute and she's like cradling him almost like keeping his neck up and his eyes are just like kind of open and closed like he's sleepy and but also like out of it and she says I think all in all we did make the right decision I know I kind of put you in this decision in the first place, but I think we chose good. Well, why don't you go meet your fans? And the door opens up and like 50 reporters just pour in being like, oh, Fulcani, 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 can I get a question? Kilanova, Kilanova here, Kilanova, Kilanova, multi-tool, multi-tool, stretch over, stretch over, I want to talk to you, I want to talk to you. And just like this crowd just piles in and all of them want to talk to you. I can't wait to tell them all that Anubis is the only one true god. (laughs) Milo, I swear to God. (laughs) And I think you also hear Carmen say, stop it, stop, one at a time, please, you're running me over. Respect the woman, please. But still inside, Dr. Morrow is hoping that you think that it all ultimately went okay. I'm going to pull everyone in for a group hug. Aww. Uh, Milo's on the couch, so we're, he's going to, we're going to. No, Milo, you're sta- get up. You're standing now. <laughs> I died. You're now, you're now fine. Everyone put on new clothes. Yeah, Milo put on new clothes and then got back on the couch because he's milking this for all it's worth. 
That's okay. You, you can be at butt level for the hug. If only <laughs> someone had long enough arms to hug everyone. <laughs> definitely. Definitely able to loop them in. I think Alcamaro says, well, um, do you want me to come with you? I think I don't want to take this moment away from how well all, how well you all did. I can tell you what to say. What, what, what would you like me to do? I think maybe we need to stand on our own this time. Sure. Plus, you got January, and we shouldn't be exposing him to loud noises after the ordeal that he has gone through. He's very sensitive hearing. He's a rabbit. I am. (laughs) We're not making it weird. Thanks for not making it weird. January, I'm so sorry we could not protect you. It's okay. I knew you were out there doing something. Was it cool? It was pretty sick. There's video. I'll watch it later. Yeah, you, you, go ahead. Go rest. I mean, January, like, shifts in Dr. Morrow's arms and it's just, like, buries his head into her chest and just like, I'm sleepy now. Take me, take me away. <laughs> so cute. The cutest. So I think Dr. Morrow nods and says, you all got it. Have fun up there. Smile. Tell them, like, fun answers, even if they're not the right ones. (laughs) Okay. Take a leaf out of your book. All right. (laughs) So this is what Dr. Morrow had said on the video, is that she had admitted that she had started the LT3 that she was bankrolling it, that she was involved with you three, and that she had lied to everyone, even if it was by omission, and that she is going to step down from being the mayor. Do any of you want to do anything before you get out there? You got a moment? No, I'm I'm ready. Look at my cantrips. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to cast guidance on myself so I can add a D4 to anything I need. Nice. Can you spread the wealth a little there, bud, or you're all just for you? <laughs> uh, I think it can only be one, so sorry. It's okay. I'm just joking. We will. Don't worry. There will be moments for you to see if you can hold concentration on that, my man. Oh, boy. <laughs> Yoinks. Incredible. For this, because we're kind of resetting everyone's fame modifiers here, oh. don't worry about your fame modifiers. Just worry about your charisma. Okay. Yeah, there are people mobbing the front door. I think it's your chance to go out there. Let's do it. Yeah. Hell yeah. You try to open the door and people are pressed too hard against it. Val just very loudly goes, move. You want to <laughs> ask us questions? We have to get outside. Yeah, I'm going to stretch my arms out um, and use them like crowd control devices and just slowly wade <laughs> forward, pushing everybody gently back about 10 feet. <laughs> I love that. Except Carmen. She can tuck under. I love I love the idea that this is like a plow. <laughs> yes, exactly. Just like a snow plow. I love it. Milo's going to cast gaseous form on his lower half, so he's just going to float in. <laughs> Incredible. Can you hold concentration on both of those at the same time? No, right? it was just for flames, Julia. <laughs> Kilanova is coming in fully ghost bottom. Like, he's, like, in a cartoon, mm-hmm. truly. Like, he's a, the Aladdin genie. Like, mm-hmm. his bottom is just, like, the little floop. Yeah, I got you. I like mm-hmm. that. But it still has a juicy rump. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, his dump truck ass, as we've established. <laughs> Canonical dump truck ass. On my, on my 
All right. So you go out, and it's like walking from an insulated area, like out into. You're walking in from your house out into the cold. Like immediately, it is just sound everywhere. Be like, Killanova, Killanova, come here, over here, Killanova, and uh, Volcani. Hey, Volcani, over here. Oh, I'm from the Italian newspaper. Il <laughs> Dulce. And. <laughs> And there are some people back. Oh my God, multi tool. Where you're? I love, I love your whole thing. It's so nice. All the news that's sweet to eat. <laughs> and hell yeah, I think that they're gonna ask you some questions. Are you all ready? Yeah. Yeah. I was born ready. I was made for this. Hell yes. Hell yes. Roll initiative, but instead, please use your charisma modifier. I got a twelve. I got a 14. Hell yeah. Nine. Nine. Oh, highest charisma, kill it over. Perfect. Weird. Yes, just as always. Everyone knows. Oh, Killanova, Killanova, Lydia Milzala of the of the Lake Town City Report. Can you tell us what happened? What what was that what was that stream? Can you just summarize what was going on from your perspective? Well, um you know, like it is our job to do what happened is that we were saving lives and helping people <laughs> there was a a villain on the loose trying to destroy our town and we took care of it because we love this city we love you and we're always here to protect you hell yeah uh with advantage give me a performance roll my man Oh, natural 20. Let's what? go. That was a real natural 20 answer. So, like, I appreciate the dice backing you up. There. It was. <laughs> it was like a perfect non-answer. Yeah, Eric, you can't get me to re- re- try to remember things. No, it's fine. <laughs> Lydia says, that's such a beautiful answer. I'm so glad that you're representing my town, our little town, Lake Town City, the town. It was so wonderful that everyone was able to see what you were able to do out there. The fact that it was beamed into everyone's television over, I don't know how you were able to put that together, but I think that that was quite beautiful. Thank you. We think so too. Was that like from your ghost powers you were able to hook up to the the psychic network because everyone has a loved one who is a ghost living in their apartment or home and they all went to the television and they showed you to do that? Is that how you did it? Lydia, we need to talk after this. How do you know all that? (laughs) I knew it. I've been listening to the Spirits podcast and they talk about ghosts all the time. No, 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 no. That was a thing called the internet. Have you heard of it? <laughs> so there are ghosts living in the internet? Yes. There's oh, okay. wires right. under the sea, and the ghosts take the information through the wires to the other. No! The villain thought he could embarrass us online, but surprise, no one can be embarrassed online. So here we are. <laughs> I just imagine Carmen just eyes closed being like dear god help us all what brand of deodorant does carmen wear because i need it <laughs> within that 20 carmen is in the crowd but is like distinctly doing a different thing than everyone else so there's like 15 20 reporters it's this is pretty late at night at this point so it's like 
people with like t-shirts and tank tops with like suit jackets pulled around it some people are just straight up still wearing their pajamas like it's a very much like i have pulled on my boots but i'm still wearing flannel pajama pants and a night shirt on top of it for some of them so you see all of this and um there's a scene in oceans 11 where everyone is watching the casino get destroyed mm -hmm. and everyone turns around to it except for the three guys in Ocean's Eleven who are just looking still at the stage. <laughs> so you see like 2,000 people look one way and like Matt Damon to look the other way. And I just feel like that's Carmen in there. She is like a log on a sea and she, everyone is like trying to get your attention and she's just like stone-faced. She's just like... Okay, all right. Good. And she like gives you like a small thumbs up from, like, from, wow. from there. I like uh, give a small thumbs up back and like wink and maybe there's a little like diamond dust, uh, star dust <laughs> in my wink. Because I learned the lesson from Carmen. <laughs> she makes a face. She's like, what was that? Stop. Don't make it weird. It there's, a cam there's a video camera right there. Like, can you see that Six and a Half News has a camera, has a camera guy set up? Yeah. Oh, Volcani! Hey, Volcani, what's going on? Hey, what's up? It's, uh, this is Gustavo Sandara from Il Dulce. What's going on? Hey, Not much. What's going on, man? Thanks for coming out. Well, thanks for, I really appreciate everything you're doing for us here in Little Italy. I love it. But, you know, um, could, who, who exactly was that that, we, that you were fighting against? Uh, we now, uh, we didn't catch his actual name, but we had heard that the name John Press was being read out. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about that for me to tell about readers? Yeah, so as far as we know, his real name is John Press. He is the, uh, CEO, I think, of Movable Type, which is a venture capitalist firm. And he's going by the street name and, like, the dark web handle Gutenberg. And he has been, uh, he's been causing mischief for quite a, some time now. Uh, follow-up question. Do you think that you, uh, took care of him and it, there's not gonna be any problems with that kind of guy anymore? No, unfortunately, he is still out there, but we are on the case and we are gonna make sure that he is brought to justice. Oh, is he going to be, like, outside of my house and looking in and trying to steal all my things? No. <laughs> he is a pervert, though, so who knows? Uh-oh. Uh oh Whoops. Whoops. Uh, yeah, make a performance roll uh, for me. I got a 14 plus 3 for a 17. So close yeah. to a nat 20 as well, Brandon. God damn it. <laughs> it's like, all right, I'll follow up about uh, how you feel about your, uh, your favorite restaurants in Little Italy. We'll follow up later. I love Il Popo. Oh, nice. I'll write that down. Um, excuse me, uh, multi-tool, can I get your attention over here, please? Uh, yes. Um, uh, Jesus Crockett, Technology <laughs> Times and, and Biz. Jesus Crockett, Dictality Times That was going to go so differently in my head. <laughs> is it Jesus or is it Jesus? No, it's Jesus Crockett. Okay. Okay. My friends call me JC. <laughs> Great, sure they do. It's true. Um... Jesus Crockett, Technology, Technology and Business Times, how are you doing? Thank you so much for meeting with us here uh, at your secret base. Didn't agree to a meeting. You just showed up and tried to break into the, <laughs> the house. So uh, get on with it. Interesting. Love that follow-up. That's wonderful. And what can you, can you explain more about your and uh, the Lake Town City 3's relationship with former mayor Dr. Cassandra Morrow and how all of that came together for us? Uh, well, first, she has not yet uh, resigned the post. She is not yet former mayor. So uh, just to get your fact-checking straight, um, 
But uh, secondly, Dr. Morrow put together uh, the LT3 to um, help uh, encourage us to use our powers for the city and instead of, you know, not using them in our in our daily lives. And ultimately today felt that her talents would best be used um not as the mayor and as a, a private citizen, but listen, that's something that you, you can ask her, you know, we don't speak for her and she doesn't speak for us. Um, we are, you know, we are our own people and we're here ultimately to defend the people of Lake Town City. A follow-up question for all of you. Where is she right now? Dr. Morrow is, uh, to our knowledge, uh, recovering from the, um, the battle that she was on the front lines of, as you saw in the video, um, trying to defeat John Press as he uh, kidnapped and uh, Im- unlawfully imprisoned various citizens of Lake Town City. Nice. Make a performance roll for me. Good job. 18. Oh, 18. Oh, fuck yeah, gang. Nice. We're killing this interview. Yes. My, my campaign two dice were rolling like trash, so I, I brought out the bisexual dice, and they're on Smart. our side. Yes. Good choice. All right, here's what I'm going to say. With an 18, you look out there past Jesus Crockett, and you see Carmen mouthing something to you. And with an 18, you can suss it out. She's mouthing to you. Preempt them on the relationship. Yes, pizza and tuna are dating. <laughs> Do you need to put that out there? They're going to ask about Tegan. Oh. Um, I, I think that's a, a, a good reminder, too, that a lot of private citizens of Lake Town City were drawn into this vendetta that uh, John Press, alias Gutenberg, as he hides behind many, many layers of uh, internet trolling identity and doesn't even show up to his own fight, uh, which is pretty cowardly of him if you ask me, um, they were drawn in without being asked. People were kidnapped from a, a charity fundraiser and unlawfully imprisoned. And it's important that you respect the the boundaries you out there with your recording doodads, pens, and websites. <laughs> yeah, go at the media. Perfect. Love it. It's important. We respect what you do. You respect what we do. We we come out here and talk to you. And it's important that you give people some, some time to recover uh, as well, including my, uh, my partner, Tegan Murphy, uh, formerly of, uh, of Average Bear. <gasps> oh, T- oh, yes, T- she confirmed Tegan Murphy. Oh, my God. She confirmed. Follow up on that. Still Jesus Crockett business times. I do remember. Where, where exactly? I think Jesus Crockett has the tallest man bun you've ever seen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that checks out. And he says, follow up to that. Were they working? With Gutenberg, aka John Press, they did. They were former colleagues. Uh, Tegan was um, fired from their job uh, as soon as Movable Type took over Average Bear, along with a number of extremely qualified uh, and I- integral colleagues of yours in the press. So um, I would suggest that you look very deeply into what Movable Type is invested in and the kinds of decisions and changes that they've made. Wonderful. Um. Hello. Hello. Um. Uh, this is Arnold, the uh, Weekly Tomorrow. Nice. Wonderful. I have a question for uh, for all three of you. Uh, it's inevitable that all mass vigilantes ine- uh, will uh, eventually get their uh, identities revealed. Do you just want to go ahead and uh, tell us who you are? or uh, What do you feel about the ethics of masks? Brandon, I'm giving you ten points because I was literally going to ask that Yay. question. <laughs> ten points. Ten points. Good question. Hell yes. Yes. Specifically Volcani. I mean, like, come on. We all know. 
<laughs> First off, rude. Second off, who are you, Arnold? Huh? Who are you? I'm from the Weekly Tomorrow. I'm what a does reporter. that mean? You didn't give me a last name, Arnold. Palmer. Cool. What's your, An what's your address? Alias. <laughs> In case I want to stop by. Volcani. What's your address? <laughs> exactly. So why would I tell you this personal information about myself when people are after me already? Well, that's what I'm asking. I'm not gonna. Okay, good. Cool. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad, I'm glad we had this talk, Arnold. The Daily Tomorrow is the New York Post of Lake Town City. I love it. There's <laughs> going to be a pun in it. It's like masked or unmasked. That is the question. It's yeah, exactly. Unpack. I have to make a roll. One second. Oh. <laughs> Multi-tool unzips her cowl and takes <gasps> off her goggles. Hey, what, what? the fuck? Someone in the crowd says, Who are you? <laughs> I, who are you? Should we know who you are? No, my brothers and sisters are more famous than me. My name is Aggie O'Hare, and I'm multi-tool. Aggie, we didn't talk about this! <laughs> Holy shit! You hear Arnold say, My work here is done, and then fade into the mist. <laughs> <laughs> who was that guy? <laughs> the Weekly Tomorrow? What does that even mean? <laughs> Oh my god. Um, okay, I think a few of them are stunned, and then eventually Carmen goes, What? <laughs> and then everyone starts taking photos. I think that everyone then shifts towards Aggie. I will say Aggie at this point, and they mob you with questions. Fuck it, Amanda, let's fucking do it. Rapid fire. Aggie, why are you. How did you get into this? Uh,. Lake Town City uh, from the time I was born and um, stretchy kid, so. Have you always been stretchy? Yeah. If you have powers, does that mean everyone in your family has powers? No, no, no. I'm, uh, I'm, the, I'm the one that's, uh, that's, doing, that's doing this, and these are the skills I have to bring to bear to the world. Make a deception roll. That's a yeah. 100% a lie. That so you want to go for the answer. <laughs> 19. 19? Ooh, Let's damn. go. With 19, it's not a 20. So I think someone says, hey, but like, are, hey, what about your brother Ryan? He's incredibly talented in many things. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. It's very annoying. I wish that any of them success has to do with powers, but uh, sure doesn't. <laughs> Wonderful. Does that, does Tegan Murphy know that you're happy, that you have powers? Wink into the camera. <laughs> Wait, of course Tegan Murphy would know that she has power. She's been dating multi-tool, not Aggie. Yeah, it was a bad question, Julia. Okay. Everyone is caught <laughs> off guard. I just wanted to be sure. I'd be like, hey, Volcani, uh, Volcani, Kilanova, do you guys also want to show your faces? He, he just asked me. I said no. No, leave him alone. Listen, this is this is... Everything I have ever wanted to do and, and loved and cared about has been to do with Lake Town City, and this is how I can give back to Lake Town City and and make it my everything. And I'm I'm ready to do that. I'm a proud employee of the Parks Department, and that's what I do in my daily life. But I can, you know, also prevent wildfires, metaphorically, by helping root out crime and make a productive way for powered individuals to contribute to society here at home. And also you prevent actual, a lot of actual real wildfires too. Yeah, yeah, it's really important. Just don't smoke. Also, this is going to make her dating life like so much easier. Yeah. 
And listen, this is nice to do with my parents, with my siblings, with my uh, classmates from from North Country Secondary. So this is this is me. You have my Twitter or whatever, and you can get in touch with me. But um, I I meant what I said. It's it's not any of our choice what we are born with, and whether or not you choose to embrace your powers to put them to use to make them part of your daily life or not or to contribute to society in a way that won't endanger your family and friends and daily life that's a call that all of us have to make individually and way more of us make than i think most of you realize hell yes they continue to mob you and pepper you with questions but i think that we can skip we'll skip through all that but i think that that people are still sticking around and you're going to answer a lot more questions i was going to end it there but like this is like oh re- renewed vigor there's there is a fucking story here um i think in the comic book adaptation of this story you see the panel of milo's face and then a flash of white panel and then you see uh him imagining his name on a newspaper of of national distribution and thinks of his birth parents and then another flash and thinks of (laughs) the balance sheet of the museum, which is pretty bad. And and then a flash of Lucas and then it flashes back to Milo and Milo steps forward and shows his face and says, I'm Milo Lane and I have an important announcement. My dad, Hank Lane, will be running for mayor of Lake Town City. What? 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 Whoa! What is happening? Who are you? Who's that? (laughs) Oh my god. My name is Milo Lane. I'm an excellent bowler. I also have superpowers, and I have a dead cat named Tuna. Mm, I'm ready for my close-up. You will yeah. never see Tuna. They're invisible. <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> Holy shit. Hell yeah, dude. Oh my God. Julia, you don't have to. I promise. I wasn't gonna. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God. Um, I think all of the reporters, there is a frenzy of questions between the two of you because like, I, Eric, am surprised that this is happening. And I can only imagine that people who were pulled out of bed to go report on this story and be like, oh, we're going to go report on Dr. Morrow, our mayor, bowing out of the uh, bowing out of the mayorship and maybe, like, through omission, lying to Lake Down City about there being a superhero team. And now they know about the superhero team. You guys are all famous for fighting this guy who is John Press and they're putting this together. But now they have to come up with new questions and they don't know who you two are. So it's not like, it's not like it's like, oh my God. Tony Stark is Iron Man. Yeah. Like Tony Stark, the billionaire who invented all those things. It's like, nah, you guys are just some dudes. And I think that maybe one of the reporters are like, Eric, I just want to say you're forgetting that Milo Lane is the the most most famous famous person person in Lake Town City. (laughs) Oh, Brandon, I was just going to say, because they're reporters, someone's like, from the museum? Yes. You showed me how electricity worked. From the mumma mumma from the museum in Lake Town City, please visit with your family and children today. Mf.org. You taught me how broadcast television works. Cause like, I didn't know. It's like waves and energy. You trusted me with your knowledge and I hope you trust me with your safety. (laughs) 
incredible. Uh, you know what? Here's what I think happens. I okay. No, I rolled in at one. Carmen was gonna try to push to the front to start like moderating it for you as your actual PR person, but she tripped and now she's. <laughs> But she said she cannot get to the front. So, yeah, whatever you all want to say, I think that it's just like they're standing in front of you and they want to hear what's up. I think that they're just like, it's just like mics in your faces at this point. It's like there aren't questions. It's just like, what's what is happening here? I believe that we need responsible leadership in Lake Town City. We've gone without it for far too long. Um... Dr. Morrow's scientific advances have been wonderful and made this city what it is today. But tomorrow, we need a mayor with integrity and respect for its citizens. And I'm also encouraging all adult, currently uh, public-facing superheroes to reveal their masks and join our new program where we help young people with powers. I'll think of a name later. <laughs> uh Aggie is stunned and just makes eye contact with Volcani. Except for Volcani. Volcani's fine. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, so uh does that mean that you don't think that uh Dr. Morrow had integrity and wasn't doing that in the beforehand? Especially someone who organized you and it seems like was running your whole thing? I have a tremendous amount of respect for the person that Dr. Morrow is and the scientist that she is, but any leader who will willfully omit certain important parts of city business should be in the private sector, doing good on their own. Okay, what does Hank Lane do? Like, what's his job? He's been in public service for 30 years. Okay, but like, what's his job? He's worked for 30 years keeping our city safe at the Office of Technology Assessment. He loves this town. He loves this city, and he'll make, you know, turn down the right lane for Lake Town City. Hank Lane. Incredible. Make another performance check, and I'll wow. give you advantage because you got that net 20 before. Okay. I can't it. wait to see what Hank's reaction to finding oh, out yeah. that he's running for mayor is. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, 17. Okay. 17. All right. No, no follow-ups for me. Sorry. No notes. Wonderful. Hey, uh, Julia, what what's going on with our good friend, our spicy friend, Volcani? Volcani doesn't know what to do right now. Volcani is just like standing there, like, what the fuck is happening? What the fuck are you two doing? Why did you not tell me we were gonna do this? I would have prepared. Maybe not out loud, <laughs> but like, people are gonna get talked to after this meeting. That's true. If only they both had their phones and they weren't they weren't devoured in the previous thing. Um, excuse me, Rose Gold for freelance for Cosmo. <laughs> <laughs> I have a quick question. So, um, in regards to your team and the political support that it had previously, you know, being formed by the most powerful political entity in Lake Town City, without that support. Are you concerned about the potential for vigilante persecution? I think it's essential that powered individuals and the government and private sector all have an opportunity to uh, work together for the common good. And I think it's important that 
there is um, some regulatory body or community organization that helps us uh, compare notes and work together instead of at odds with each other. I think this is a perfect example of how Gutenberg is using the uh, amassing and hoarding of wealth as an individual to wreak havoc and act lawlessly. That can't stand. Follow-up question. I know that you've had some troubles in the past with uh, Councilman Burdock. Are you concerned that now that you don't have the political protection of Mayor Dr. Morrow, that he might try to pass legislation that would be not good for the three of you? We can live in fear all day long, but we will face the challenges head on as they come. Councilman Burdock, we encourage you to come and speak with us about these issues so we can come to an amicable conclusion. What he said. Quick follow-up, we are not afraid of Councilman Burdock. We're not afraid of Councilman Burdock. No one's living in fear out of the three of us. Correct. Well, sometimes me, but that's for unrelated reasons. Unrelated reasons that have nothing to do with superheroing. Right. <laughs> Garvin is, like, sweating. It's like, I'm living in fear. <laughs> <laughs> Aggie just mouths sorry. She gives two thumbs, like, like, <laughs> like erratic thumbs up. She's like, okay, here we go. Any more questions, please direct them to our press representative, Carmen. She's the best. Um, Give her coffee. Good night. Good night. Hell yeah. I think everyone turns around like sharks looking at a, at a minnow. <laughs> and we fucking book it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We run back inside. Hey, it's Amanda. What? What's that that I hear? Is that, is that holiday bells jingling? No, no, no. That's not. It's not bells. It's more like um, it's like enamel. Yes, that's what it is. That's the sound of our new enamel pins in our merch store. And normally, of course, I open these with like a, you know, like a nice soft anecdote. And there is truly nothing like another queer person in real life, like saying I like your pins as a way of saying I am also gay in here. And that's just like a wonderful part of adulthood. So there's that. But also, uh, we have some amazing new pins in our merch store. And I have to tell you about them. You can get your Time Shark pin. That's right. It has has glitter. The pet pile, which is all of the pets of Campaign 2, Tuna, who glows in the dark, by the way, IRL on the pin, and pizza and sushi, and Campaign 2 Join the Party logo pins. That's our beautiful D8 logo with the atomic kind of like spire around it, the hula hoop around it. They are so beautiful. And of course, a new sticker for you. Hello, my superpower is, is the sticker. So you can introduce yourself at galas, family gatherings, bar mitzvahs, wherever you are going. You can tell people who you are and what your superpower is. Pick up the pins and the new sticker at jointhepartypod.com slash merch. Grab them soon to make sure they'll be here for that one winter holiday at the end of December. Jointhepartypod.com slash merch. Thank you so much to all of our patrons, particularly Evan and Julia, who joined us recently. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now listen, we talk about our Patreon every single week, but I just want to lay out for you everything you get when you join the Patreon, okay? So you have our bonus podcast, that's party planning, about being a better player and DM, and also whatever us at Join the Party want to talk about. You also get a video version of that podcast at $10, it's a podcast, or you can get the bonus campaign, Join the Team, based on a game that Eric 
wrote. That's in the feed for all patrons. You can get bloopers. You can get playlists. You get Discord access. There is so much waiting for you behind that paywall. It's four years now of content that we've been posting to Patreon, and it's all available for you at patreon.com slash join the party pod. Five bucks a month. Come on. You deserve it. Patreon.com slash join the party pod. Check out the other shows that are also a part of the Multitude Collective. I think you'd really like Next Stop, which is what all of us made in between planning Campaign 2 and launching Campaign 2. This is an audio sitcom exploring the turbulent time of your mid to late 20s when everyone is changing around you and you're a little bit worried that perhaps you might not catch up. Across its 10-episode first season, we follow three roommates' trials through work, relationships, friendships, and more. Ian, by the way, who played Samuel Clemens in Next Stop, is now like a TikTok viral star. So, you know, we're just great at casting um, is, is what I have to say. For any of us who grew up watching classic sitcoms, there is really nothing more comforting to go back to than something like that. But Next Stop is solidly 21st century. It gives audiences something to laugh at without punching down. It's written by Eric, directed by Brandon, executive produced by me, and casted and assistant directed by Julia. She also did the transcripts, which are very good. So go to nextstopshow.com or search for Next Stop in your podcast app. This episode is sponsored by Brooklinen. There is no such thing as too much comfort, truly. And if you could use a little bit more, I have good news for you. Brooklinen's biggest sale of the year is coming this weekend, if you're listening to the show when it first comes out, which means serious savings on essentials for creating your dream space. Now is the time to get gifting with deals on items for everybody on your list, whether you're shopping scents for a candle lover or grabbing a gift card. This is the kind of comfort that always hits for holidays. I got a silk sleep mask from Brooklyn, which is adorable and also really helpful for the days when I get migraines where I just need to take an Excedrin and sleep it off. It's so helpful. Brooklyn was also kind enough to send some silk scrunchies to my sister Bailey, who is the inspiration for Quinn. Um, happy Red Day, by the way. Quinn's friend Taylor has some new music out. We're really proud of her. We love IP ownership. But Bailey is much more savvy than Quinn at basic home repairs, and she absolutely loves them. There you go. It's Gen Z approved. What more do you want? So don't miss out. Brooklinen's biggest sale of the year starts this week. If you're listening after the sale, by the way, you can still save. Visit brooklinen.com and use promo code JOINTHEPARTY for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code JOINTHEPARTY. Finally, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. The best way to think about therapy is through analogies. Just like you see your dentist to check on your teeth and prevent cavities and other stuff, or you get your car serviced regularly to prevent a bigger issue that you might be surprised by down the road, therapy is just like routine maintenance for your mental and emotional health. And BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anybody on camera if you don't want to. It is much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Why invest in everything else and not your mind? So this podcast is once again sponsored by BetterHelp, and Join the Party listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Join the Party. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash join the party. And now let's get back to the show. We run back inside, shut the door. Aggie's going to like lean back against the door and uh, and look at Volcani and Milo and be like, I'm scared to check my phone now. I got to call my dad. I'll be right back. Hey guys, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. 
Remember, you both, with your Nat 1s from before, both of you have lost your phones. Milo goes into the British-UK room and uses the phone booth. (laughs) (laughs) Someone find me a landline. Incredible. Yeah. Holy shit. All right. What do y'all want to do next? Did we break your game? No. I. I, Hey, here's a fun thing. I didn't write any notes for today because I figured (laughs) shit would pop off. What would you all like to do? I want to explain my actions, at least, yeah. <laughs> to our DM. What's up? What What are you thinking? This is in between arcs. Let, let's talk about it. Let's work it out. For me, Milo was thinking that, like, having his name out there in a newspaper that's of national distribution would get him one step closer to maybe finding his birth parents. Sure. And he was thinking, like, we need a new mayor, and he has to be someone good. There's no one better than his dad, Hank Lane. So... Like he did in third grade when they asked for volunteers for the field trip. He signed him up without asking. <laughs> Incredible. Wonderful. I feel like Volcani wants to follow you into the room to hear that phone call. <laughs> you should. Because they're like, I, I have to hear his reaction to this. I genuinely just have to. I like the idea you two barge in there and turn on the light and it goes, rule Britannia. And <laughs> 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 there. I hate that. For Aggie, uh... So I had the thought, and then I decided if I rolled a d20 and it was 1 to 10, I wouldn't. And if it was 11 to 20, I would. And then I rolled a 20. Oh, <laughs> and And so I decided to go all in. And I think for multi-tool specifically, because, like, the thing with Preserver, right, is that she had such a rooted identity and community out of costume mm-hmm. that being kind of anonymous in costume serving this larger purpose, working in this different way was kind of thrilling. For multi-tool, her life is a lot more solitary. And she doesn't have like those bonds, those people to hang out with, you know, those routines, the regular order at the newsstand, being in touch with people that she grew up with the same way that she did in the other timeline. Sure. And so I think that this opportunity that someone really like served her on a platter in the face of victory and of people, you know, wanting to know about them and their job and, and learn their names, that it's a little bit appealing. And Tegan super had to know uh, Aggie's identity sooner or later. And so this is a good enough way to do both. And I think, too, the recent conversations with her siblings, you know, they're all adults. They can take care of each other. And Aggie doesn't have to, you know, live a smaller life to protect her family the way that she thought she once did. Incredible. I like that a lot. I will, as soon as I get to a landline, call Tegan and then Quinn and just be like, Quinn, this happened. I'm sorry. Goodbye. Didn't we leave (laughs) Tegan at Dr. Mayor Morrow's house? Tegan went home. Okay. You left Tegan there, and then Tegan was like, I'm going to head to my apartment. So Tegan is not there. Gotcha. Just to clarify. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay. I'm going to say Milo and Aggie don't have their phones, right? So I'm going to privilege Julia here. Val has their phone. What do you want to do? Is Val interested in figuring out what happened here? Val's just, like, slightly in shock and not interested in, like, really discussing what happened. They just need to fume for a little bit, so. Literally smoke coming off of them. Oh, 100%. (laughs) You get a phone call from a unlisted number. I guess I answer it. Well, I don't have a television, but if I did, 
I would have seen you up there with two regular citizens. Is that what you wanted? Is that what you've turned down the time working with the family for? Was it worth it? We're not doing this again. Not again. I'm fine. I wish you would come. I thought you were going to come pick me up, I guess. But we're, I'm fine. I hired the woman who was pulling things out of her body to come rescue you. You're welcome. Also, you tried to corrupt a young teenage boy and that wasn't okay. He kept calling me grandma. I figured that would piss you off. Do you like him? In what way? In the, if my favorite relative likes them enough, I won't have, I won't take care of him. Yes, please don't murder this young teenage boy. Fine. Thank you. How are you? How was the rescue? Fine. I got, my favorite pashmina is a little wet, (laughs) but it's okay. Well, if you take it to Mr. Parisi, I'm sure he can, you know, make sure nothing happens to it. Child, I know more about Mr. Parisi than you would find in three dictionaries. No! That's that's gross. (laughs) Why would you say that to me? I'm your flesh and blood. Why would I want to hear that? Is it gross or is it enlivening? It's a little gross. (laughs) Or is it thrilling? It's super not thrilling for me. Fine. Well... I just wanted to tell you of the courtesy, the reason why I was calling is, I hope in the coming weeks and months, I can count on your vote. Oh, come on. God damn it. You know you have, like, literal mob connections, right? Like, you literally run part of the mob. Someone's gonna find out about that. And so did John Frederick Kennedy, both senior and junior i mean neither of them were literally heads of their families in mob cities you know what is a mob city the united states of america (laughs) no one is arguing that I think that scene ends there as you two go back and forth about what that means exactly, and you catch up on what's been going on in Lake Town City a little bit, and then eventually, eventually, she fakes someone uh, is calling her on the other line. And she, <laughs> she says she has to go. It's like four in the morning. What are you? Okay. Stunning. Wonderful. All right. So no one can get in contact with Milo or Aggie, so I think it's up to you two what you want to do. What do you want to start putting in motion now? I'm going to immediately call my dad from the UK phone. And then Hell yeah. I need to go immediately after that, go to like a convenience store, grab four burner phones and go give them to my friends and say, you know, like, you're the only people that have this number. This is my direct hotline. If anyone tries to fuck with you even a little bit, you call me immediately. Blah, 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 blah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I think that, like, your friends, well, to do this in reverse order, I think your friends are just like, nice. Now I can, like, say I know Killanova. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't. Maybe don't make it, like, super high profile in case, you know, you're a target kind of thing. Live your life normally, but, like, don't wear a shirt that says I'm Killanova's friend, you know? Lucas reaches for his phone 
and is like, oh, I need to look at an email really quick. <laughs> and Wally Lucas is doing like, he's like, okay, that's fine, but why did you tell me when I was going to die? <laughs> cool. Yeah, let's, and then we'll flash forward, we'll flash back to that, and, and I think this is you calling your dad. You are crammed into this, this phone booth with Volcati. Are you still looking in? Oh, like pressed against the glass. <laughs> What's he saying? Put it on speaker. Put I don't know if you know how. Volcani, go away! This is a private conversation! No! I think it rings once, twice, three times, and then... Oh! Oh! Bud! Hey! Um, you know, when I told you you could call me at any time, that was like when you were 16 and if you were drunk (laughs) and needed a ride home. Oh! What's up? Hello, governor! So you are, are you drunk and you need to ride home? Is that, if you do, I'll put on my pants. I'm in a phone, I'm in a phone box uh, at Dr. Morrow's house. I just thought it was, you can't see that. Now I get it. Now I see it in my head and I hear how it sounded and it doesn't make sense to you. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Tell Cassandra I say hi. Uh, yeah. Gross. Not going to. Um, to over the I I just well, I you <laughs> I'm so what's that uh yeah uh yeah Milo what's what's up what's what's going on Hey Dad Hey yeah. have I have I told you recently that I love you a lot mm, No I love you a lot and you okay. love me right I love you so much and you would never like disown me over something I did right We've had this conversation before. But if you became a supervillain, I do not think I could be your... I don't think I could love you. Oh, good. Okay. Well, I, that didn't happen. That's the worst thing that could have possibly happened. I'm not a supervillain. Worst thing. No. So uh, good. Absolutely not, bud. Bud, no? Uh, so what? Something else did happen, though. I did put you in the running for mayor. But I'm not a supervillain. So, whoo! Hello, are you still there? This is a fo- this phone box is a little bit. Do I need to put another quarter in? Another another pound in. Pound, pound, pound. Milo, what did he say? <laughs> <laughs> Go away. Uh, did I wake? You know, we have training for this, but did I wake up in an alternate reality where Doctor Morrow isn't mayor and no one runs against her ever? Have you? Did you go to sleep at like six p.m. again? <laughs> I, yeah, I've been doing this mindfulness thing where I go to bed at 10, but I turn off my devices starting at 8.30. Oh, boy. Okay, well, uh, long story short, big scuff them up with uh, bad guys. We we won. People got kidnapped. We got him back. Dr. Morrow felt bad, felt guilty. Dr. Morrow decided not to be mayor anymore, which is, I think, the correct decision, so she's going to be stepping down. We had a big uh, press conference where I showed my face to the world, and so did Aggie. Oh, Aggie is... Um, Stretchy pants. What's your name? Multi tool. Stretchy, <laughs> Stretchy pants. pants. Aggie is multi tool and uh, Stretchy pants to my friends, please. <laughs> stretchy pants if you're nasty. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's Tegan's pet name for me. Like my stretchy pants. Oh my god. <laughs> Aggie is multi tool. And also during that same press conference, I took it upon myself to put you in the running for mayor because there's no other good candidates. I did the mental calculations, you know, my superpower makes me really smart and makes me believe that you're the only one who could do this properly. Did I tell you that I'm a genius and I only make right decisions? Great, cool. 
Bang, bang, bang. He's lying. <laughs> Milo, I love you. That was a rash decision. But I guess you can't take it back because that would make you the liar. So... Hey, put tuna, put tuna on the phone. Okay. <laughs> tuna! Tuna! Phone's I'm for you. Here. Okay. Get out. No! <laughs> <laughs> and I, and Tuna pushes me out, phases <laughs> me through the phone booth. Yeah, Tuna faithful, puts a paw on your shoulder, turns you invisible, and then like, and since it's frictionless, like pushes you through the air like it's fr- like you're in space. <laughs> and then I put my ear up to the phone booth next to Volcani. Wow, he wanted to talk to the cat over you, huh? But, hey, hey, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they talk for like 15 minutes, and it's silent. I don't know how Tuna did that. Wow. But it's it's generally silent, and then uh, Tuna then sticks uh, their face back through the, phases through the, the phone booth and says, mm, you can get back on. <laughs> I'm done. Did you just want like a lullaby or something? What did you talk about? No, uh, like strategies. You owe me catnip and is new toys. Tu- are you gonna be his campaign manager? No, I'm a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Would have been a good choice. Yeah, Tuna gives the phone back to you, and your dad says, "Okay, we're gonna have to get a lot of things straightened out real quick because lots of people are gonna have to get real cool." With a lot of things. But thank you for thinking I'm the best person to do this. Hank. You're my favorite. You're my favorite dad and my favorite person. You're my favorite dad and my favorite person. Oh, no. We are in an alternate reality. (laughs) Something's gone wrong. We have to go back. Uh, I'm going back to bed. All right, Governor. Chip, chip, cheerio. Sleep good. Uh, okay. Am I going to embarrass you being your son <laughs> as mayor? You could never embarrass me. <laughs> All right, good night, Dad. Good night, you. Click. Hell yeah. <laughs> hey, my good friend Aggie, what are yeah. you? what are you doing? What are you doing? I think right before Volcani follows Milo into the UK room, I just want to, like, make eye contact with you and, like, put my hands like I am praying and just be like, very sorry. You can definitely yell at me. And we can do the thing where, like, you punch me, but I stretch back. Um, <laughs> like, for fun, but also anger. Um, I have to go I have to go talk to Tegan. Um, but I just, Sorry. Good luck with that whole love life thing now that you can actually be honest with your partner. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Get those kisses in. Oh, my God. Go find Hitomi also. That as well. Okay. Let me embarrass you right now because I'm a little bit mad, all right? <laughs> okay, okay, you're right. Ugh, fine. Aggie, make a dexterity saving throw. Oh. Uh, 11? 11. Within 11... As the three of you are all talking to each other and catching up about what just happened afterwards, as Aggie, you try to slip away, 
all of the superheroes who are in the living room just storm in and are all just like, what? What was that? What is happening? Yep. I think it's Taxonomy, Wyvern, Hive. Fritz Brightstone is there. Emily Slaughter. I think uh, you hear a crashing of a skylight as you hear, what the fuck is going on, guys? <laughs> as Flyboy is coming to get in there and they just mob you and be like, what is this? I'm going to gesture to Volcani like, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And so you you follow Milo. You guys deal with that. Okay, guys. Um, I did not plan this. I should have consulted with all of you, but it, it really just overtook me in the moment. Um, I decided that for me, I needed to unmask. Uh, Killanova then decided to say that everyone should unmask. I don't share that opinion. Uh, so we we should have some kind of meeting. It is four in the morning. I just need to tell my partner my secret identity also. Any of you guys only date in costume? I don't recommend it. Uh, uh, from the back, Hive is like, awkward. And then yeah. the little bee, yeah. and, and the bees are like, <laughs> can you guys like give me a lip balm or something? Tegan loves lip balms. Like, can I, I could bring them over to them. Like, that would be great. Anyway, uh, I'm getting distracted. Yeah, get those kisses in, Aggie. You need that oh my lip god. balm. Oh my god. Yeah, Wyvern's like, get those kisses in. And You're fly- literally a child. Oh, yeah, get those kisses in. Fuck, Fuck you, dude. Sour Anthony. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, guys. God, he's such a pervert. <laughs> Emily Slaughter steps forward and says, I think it's incredibly brave of you to follow in my footsteps and be <laughs> both an unmasked vigilante out there. Now, I don't want to pressure anyone else for having to do this, but I think it's wonderful that you've chosen to do this, and Milo, you as well. We can all talk about the ways to prevent your loved ones from getting uh, attacked by villains and keeping them in peril and everything. We don't, we'll have a, a conflab about all of Emily, that. Emily, I would love to hear from you. Yeah. Not right now. Guys, gotta shut the fuck up. Sit the fuck down, okay? <laughs> Make an intimidation roll for me. Um, an eight. Emily Slaughter. Do I have more luck points or it's still the same day? I'm gonna cast guidance. I'm gonna cast guidance. Not in the room. Shut up. She says, this, I know you've been through a lot and you didn't want to attack me like that right now. Just let's get some time on the calendar. We, you, you get uh-huh. Mo, you get Milo's uh-huh. and, yeah, we'll one on and Volcani one. can yeah. be there. Uh-huh. No, all of us. We'll do all together. Just Great. get some time. I know you weren't Great. trying to attack me there, right? We're because we're we're uh, allies, and we all have similar. We're stakeholders here. I'm going to make individual eye contact with every other hero in the room to commiserate as Emily talks to me like that taxonomy uh looks down at the ground and then turns into a small cat oh no (laughs) (laughs) yes but you make eye contact with each individual bee which is pretty good awesome (laughs) love it are they working on chapstick uh no (laughs) fuck they're such busy bodies anyway this is all to say that i um honestly appreciate the things that each of you did today and brings to the table, except for fucking you. And then I point at Flyboy. <laughs> what, what did I do? Fuck you. <laughs> God, so much on a master fuck. <laughs> we should definitely talk. We should definitely meet. Sorry about how this went down. I genuinely think that we are going to be able to help people more and do better um, after this. And uh, I know that I am going to be first in line to learn about doing a better job. Sure. I uh, very have to go. I think they still are like mobbing you and asking questions, but I think you can still just like get out of there. Yeah. 
Yeah. You just take like two giant stretchy steps over them. Amanda, well, use your power. Well, what I do, you see, is that I'm standing talking to them, and one of my legs just sneaks backward and stretches all the way out, plants <laughs> itself where I want to go, and then yoink, I go backward. <laughs> Incredible. Can I just do some foley really quick, Brandon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. A few. <laughs> can I can I try another one? Yeah. A zwing. Hey, uh, one more take for me. Boy, <laughs> okay. nice, nice, nice. I like it. Hell yeah, yeah. You're driving over to Tegan's place. What are you thinking on the drive over there? <laughs> That's just my inner mom. No thoughts. Just. Uh. I think that apart from taking the whatever like civil service test is required to join the the forest uh, department. Aggie has never done a thing just for herself. Even responding to Emily's original call, even joining the LT3, you know, it was all at the behest of somebody else or to, to for a higher and bigger purpose. And this is too in its own way, but it is, it's like, I don't know, someone like taking a shot for the first time or like yeah. going bungee jumping or taking the training wheels off. It's just like, we're doing this. And there is a terror and there is a thrill. And she's like, God, I hope, I hope Tegan thinks I'm pretty. I'm going to roll really quickly. And I'm going to roll for disadvantage, and I'm going to explain why. I didn't think about that fear of, like, you've never seen my full face. Do you think I'm still attractive? What do you think I'm gross? (laughs) Okay. I rolled a 12 and a 2. And Tegan has plus 1 to constitution for a (laughs) 3. The reason why Tegan rolled with disadvantage is because... They're watching TV. All of a sudden, news break comes on. Special breaking news at Dr. Morrow's mansion. Superheroes reveal themselves. And Tegan has pretty good emotional constitution, is able to deal with it, and uh, understands that maybe you weren't comfortable telling them just yet. But then they see their ex-girlfriend, Rose Gold, asking you a question, and they're having a little bit more of a hard time dealing with it. When you drive up, have you kept any stuff at Tegan's place? Yeah, I think some sweats, a toothbrush, cool. phone charger, stuff like that. Cool. Um, yeah, all that stuff is in a laundry basket on the street. Oh. And there's a note on it that says... Just kidding, come in, I still love you? No, that's not what it says. No! <laughs> there is a note on it that says, For my masked girlfriend, you left your stuff here. And it's on, it's on the street outside of Tegan's building. Um, I'm going to stretch up to their living room, not bedroom window, and knock softly. Tegan is sitting on their couch with the TV on and their head in their hands. And as you knock softly on there, uh, they ignore you. I know it might not make it better, but I, I did do this in part for... Us? At least open the window. I can't hear you. I open the window. Thank you. I am sorry I couldn't talk to you first. I wanted you to be the first one to know. But this wasn't premeditated. It, it, something came over me. I'm sorry. I wasn't even expecting that you were going to tell i i'm sure other people knew your secret identity it didn't i didn't have to be first but like did everyone else in this entire city need to know before me i just 
between not being able to put anything together at the gala earlier that there was something going going on and this I am the worst investigative journalist <laughs> in the entire world you are not I am you are not. You were so good that the biggest supervillain in Lake Town City was so scared of you that he had to fire you from your job so you wouldn't dig into what he's doing. Listen, you can be upset. I, You should be. I get it. And I can go. But the only thought on my mind when I was staring down those cameras and heard that question and realized that I did not want to lie anymore was that I wanted to be able to take off the mask in front of you. And I'm sorry I didn't do it the best way I could. In fact, a kind of bad way. Yeah. Pretty bad. I do have an artisanal hive of bees working on a custom <laughs> lip balm for you for what it's worth. Can you talk to bees now, too? <laughs> that that dude from the gala with the cast thing. Oh, hive. Yeah. yeah. No. Rescued him from an underwater lair. If you want space, I, I will go. But if you would like a extremely stretchy girlfriend blanket, I can do that too. <laughs> Fine, get your stuff. and But you can't go through the th front door. You have to stretch through the window. <laughs> no problem. And then um, I think for humor, uh, Aggie's going to do like an inchworm. <laughs> like she'll inch in <laughs> foot by foot. <laughs> you you inch inside and Tegan gets up and closes the window says okay girlfriend blanket now Aggie stretches out to be 12 by 12 feet and then flurps down right on top of Tegan <laughs> only their nose is exposed Too com it's so comfy I wasn't <laughs> expecting this I can't be mad uh, I can't be mad in a girlfriend blanket you, you can be mad they're not mad and in a girlfriend blanket it's very hard to be mad under a blanket Him. I'm mad Here. hell yes alright we will put a pause <laughs> there as hey let's level up a little bit shall we I think all of you have deserved a, a lethal level up as a treat after all of I've put you through, so let's go from 10 to 11. Ooh. Why don't you talk about uh, your hit points and some cool stuff that happened to you? Uh, so Val is now up to 104 hit points. So many Chunky. hit points. I've never played lad. a character that's had over 100 hit points. It's great. Chonky lad. Chonky. And they're our lad. And so Val took another level in Barbarian. Not sorcerer, so level 10 barbarian, level 1 sorcerer. At level 10, the battle rager, which is Val subclass, gets a thing that's called battle rager charge. However, it's basically the same thing that I got with the charger feat. So Eric and I talked it over and we created the supercharger attribute. So... As a bonus action, you may use your bonus action to dash, and when doing so, may attack once as a free action. However, you must use the full movement of the dash. Attack gains plus five or can be used as a shove of 10 feet. And I have to, when I'm making that attack, use my Battle Rager armor. So now, if Vulcani dashes, Vulcani can all still has an action, but also gets one free hit, but... Volcani needs to like use the full dash 
It's like, you have to run around 60 feet somehow. <laughs> Fully just like embracing the Sonic the Hedgehog vibe that I got for them when I created them. So, yeah. yes. You're becoming more and more the move rollout <laughs> from <laughs> Truly. Pokemon. Truly, I am. Yeah. That'd be a good hero name. Rollout it would be a great hero name. Mm. Yeah. For Milo, uh, nothing massive. Do you guys want to guess how many hit points he has now? Three. 70. 74. I'm disappointed in all of you. It's 69. Well, yeah. god damn it. Oh. Nice, 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 nice. <laughs> and then the only other thing I got is one six-level spell slot, which is cool. So I have a bunch of new spells to choose from. Some, like, wind walk, where I can basically turn everyone into gaseous form. Damn. Which is cool. Uh, one called transport via plants. <gasps> oh, that's, that's a good neat. one. And then, uh, really importantly, I got a spell just called Heal. Nice. <laughs> which, my opinion is it's very not very creative, but <laughs> you just regain 70 hit points. Oh, damn. So Holy shit. Um, that's neat. That's super good. That's awesome. And because I died and I used my audience with the death feature, I decided to use that again, and I moved my strength modifier to minus one and my dex to plus three so now my initiative is now plus three which is nice. hell yes very smart and that also means that my armor class is now up to 16 Ooh. Oh. very high wonderful i'm gonna have to come up with more shit to fuck you guys up with should not have told you that <laughs> hey lots was going on and i think after you talk to your dad and tuna comes back and you see that Tuna says, mm, I think I learned a lot about how to protect people. And I would like to, like, if we are going to do this, we're going to do it together. Anubis, like, showed me this this cool thing that I can do. You want to do you want to see it? Yeah, I do. And then Tuna hits you in the face with Paul. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That, wasn't, that isn't what it is. Um, you're so funny, Tuna. Where'd you get? Did you go to comedy school for jokes? I did. Anubis and I do improv together. We kill <laughs> undergroundlings. Uh, the undergroundlings. <laughs> oh my god! Tuna jumps off of your of your shoulder. I think this is still in the UK room in the in the Britannia room, and jumps onto a chest of drawers that has like I guess like just like a like a tea set on it. <laughs> You know, and Tuna does the cat thing where Tuna like pushes a teacup over to the side and then looks at you right in the eyes and then pushes it one more time and it goes over the side. And then Tuna like swipes their paw into the air and like the air around the teacup kind of like wobbles and vibrates. And then the teacup just kind of like bounces and lands kind of flat like it, it goes end over tea kettle as it is, but it doesn't break at all. And Tuna's like, I can do that. You can knock things off a shelf? No, I can make things... Well, I can always... Yeah, I can do that <laughs> all the time. But I can make... I don't break... Th but I can keep things from breaking when I do it like that. And now Tuna has the reaction called Alter Timeline. Ooh. Once per long rest, Tuna can... If someone is within 10 feet of Tuna, Tuna can change all damage dice... Rolled to one. Ooh. Oh, sick. So, for example, if someone was attacking and did 66 plus, let's say, six damage, it would be six plus six 
and it would only be 12. Wow. That's huge. That's awesome. Yeah. So that is only once per long rest, and Tuna needs to be within 10 feet of that character. So if you send Tuna away, Tuna has to do it. I give Tuna lots of good scratches and say, good job, Tuna. Mm, I'm the best. I'm the real <laughs> superhero. Maybe you're my sidekick. I don't think so. Mm, I think so. It's Tuna and Kilanova. <laughs> I don't think so. But okay. Oh, also Tuna, just to make it clear, now also now that Tuna is leveled up, you can decide who can see Tuna or not. Okay, cool. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Wonderful. So let's go on to uh good friend, not Agatha. Uh it, it is Margaret. Aggie. That's me, Margaret Mary. Um Aggie can stretch into a few more things at level 11. Uh, basically, she has three more forms. So I could always do my extendo arms and legs. I could do a rubber ball, and I could do a trampoline before. Haven't done the trampoline much in the show yet, but I have three more. One, I can do sheet constriction. So in my way of the Stretch Monk subclass from No Capes, join the partypod.com slash merch, I can wrap myself as a sheet around an enemy, I, if I grapple an enemy with a sheet, I can deal two times my martial arts die plus strength or dex, whichever's higher. Yeah. Cool. So while you're grappling, you can suffocate them and like really squeeze. That's yes. so cool. It's the mean version of the girlfriend blanket. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can, I have a feature called sailing away, which is when I use step of the wind, I can gain flying speed equal to my regular speed till the end of my turn when I become a big old sail. That's so and, cool. Sail! <laughs> oh no! And, <laughs> I have fluid state, which basically means that I can melt into liquid. And it's similar to the spell gaseous form, but instead of having flying speed and being gaseous and being able to like go anywhere I want, I am like a malleable liquid. So right. I can like go under a door or up a wall, but not like across a room diagonally. I, I modified it a little bit from what I wrote in No Capes. So all of your rata heads out there. <laughs> so instead it's like liquid form. So you can use 20 feet, but you can kind of like gut into like any liquid. You can occupy whatever space you would yeah. like. Yeah. And then finally, um, I gain stretching dodge, which means that in addition to my monk evasion, I take half damage from attackers that I see as a reaction just automatically because my body can stretch around the attack. That's awesome. And I'm up to 81 HP. Nice. Incredible. I still keep looking down and being like, how do you have 50 feet of speed? It's, monks are scary, man. Monks are very scary. I love monks. monks and are... yeah, up to 11 key points as well. There you go. Dang, so many key points. Mm -hmm. Let's end with one final scene here. Somewhere in Lake Town City, maybe we've like zoomed out all the way. We see the entire city in the, mid in the middle of the night. The stars are out, but equal to that amount of glow is everyone's television. Anyone who has their television on had a breaking news cut to the stream put together by Gutenberg at that time where he was absolutely ready to dunk all over you, make Dr. Morrow upset. But what they saw was... Him threatening you, you threatening him back. Fritz Brightstone was there, which is wild because he should be training. If they're going to win the Stanley Cup this year, why is Fritz Brightstone helping superheroes? Mm -hmm. Wild. And then I think we zoom in and we cut through like some clouds and it's obscured where in Lake Town City exactly we're going. Then we, we zoom in on a unassuming building and we keep going in. It is foggy in there. But the fog clears. And it seems that we're inside some sort of spa. As someone has poured water on hot stones. It goes. Pss, pss, 
and everything is like brilliant white tile and there are, are like beach chairs set up in there over in the side there's like mud baths someone is walking around with a pitcher with like a lots of little uh, pieces of, of cucumber on it and someone else is coming over bringing over towels and it seems like all of the chairs are filled except for you and then we look a little closer as the steam dissipates and well there's there's Gutenberg and there's triplicate and there's Gutenberg and there's triplicate <laughs> and every single person in this spa is either Gutenberg or triplicate Jesus and then like uh, there's a triplicate holding a, a picture and says mm, I want to switch I want to be one of the fancy ones now and, and the another triplicate says no I just got this one <laughs> and over on the side there are two massive baths it's shimmering off white that is just filled to the brim with ice and water and inside with their their arms and, and only their the tops of their shoulders and their heads peeking out are very tired and bruised looking Gutenberg and triplicate Gutenberg raises his right arm out of the ice bath in a slosh and moves his fingers around in swirling motion and creates three-inch-tall versions of Kilanova, Volcani, and Multitool, looking up at him from his hands with a blank expression. Gutenberg says... I guess this is how the game is going to be played. You know my name. I know yours. The game is on. He crushes the figures in his hand and says, Luckily, I can make my own players. Triplicate yawns and says, Hmm. I'm going to need a massage before we deal with this. Me, come over here. <laughs> <laughs>